listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. The one thing I never could stand about Staten Island is all the goddamn vampires. <laughs> Who knew there were so many vampires in the tri-state area? Quite a few, apparently. The Staten Island. But hey... If this show is to be believed, you're not in any real danger from vampires because they're kind of fucking dumb. (laughs) But fortunately, uh, we don't have to deal with real life vampires, but we do get to enjoy the dumbest ones on TV. And I am so glad they're back. I am, of course, referring to season four of What We Do in the Shadows. To help me talk about it are my other fellow co-vampire hunters, Spider Mike. (laughs) Hi. Did you just hiss? <laughs> I did. I've decided to do it. I was like, fuck it. Harmony. Hello. Waiting for the blood sprinklers. And Tessa. Yes, Tessa. Normal human bartender. <laughs> Normal human drinks. <laughs> that looks good, whatever that is. That's just mm, her Human cover. beer. Mmm. Mm. Drinkable. I will have one human beer, please. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, if you saw last season, you knew it ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger. All of our vampires had been shipped off. Nandor was on a voyage of self-discovery. Nadia had gone to London to head the Vampiric Council. Guillermo had been packed off in a crate to accompany Nadia against his own will. Meanwhile, Laszlo had stayed behind at the house in Staten Island to take care of the child that had crawled out of the abdominal cavity of their former dead friend, Colin Robinson. (laughs) Wow, where was this season going to go? And honestly, I feel like it took a little while to get there, but I want to hear your all's opinions on this latest season. How do you feel this uh, picked up from the last season? It was a strange pickup because you expect some big reveal kind of thing. And then when it cuts back, it's just like, and then everyone came back. You're like, wait, what? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I would have liked more in England or more of Nandor's travels or stuff like that. It was just like, and a year later, <laughs> well, we're the all, funniest part we're all is back together finding again, out yeah. that there wasn't even all that much of adventure. Right. The two of them. Like they no. set up these giant adventures. They're like, I'm going to be in Britain among all of the greatest vampires ever. And then Nandor's like, I'm going to go all the way to like Iraq. And then you find out he hangs out with like a family who are visiting from what, Ohio or something? <laughs> <laughs> and just hangs out with him for a year and you're just like what the fuck just happened here it was a really surprising return because you really did get that build up at the end of season three that you know they were going to be split up and go off on these different wacky adventures and instead we basically just get like oh yeah here's what i did over my summer vacation (laughs) here's some photos and postcards now on to the rest of the story 
And this season, we find out that, you know, baby Colin Robinson, who Laszlo insists is not Colin Robinson, is an all-new being and is not going to be the boring twat that the original Colin Robinson was. So Laszlo is trying to raise the child in his own mold. Guillermo has come back with renewed interest in, like, pursuing a life outside of being a vampire mm-hmm. familiar. Nandor is still looking for love in Maybe not the wrong places, but man, maybe not doing going about it the right way. And Nadia has decided that to in order to make some money, since Colin Robinson was the only one who knew their bank account information, <laughs> they're like, well, I guess we got to make some money. Why don't we turn the old uh, vampiric council in Staten Island into a hip uh, nightclub? And Vampire sprinklers! Vampire sprinklers! Did anybody else think the nightclub was going to be a bigger deal than it really was? I felt like that was emblematic of this whole season. They introduce a clever idea, they touch on it, and then they're off to the next episode, and then they kind of forget about it for a few episodes. Oh, like, yeah, we still have this nightclub. Well, by the it's way, more just a new <laughs> setting, so we're not just seeing yeah. the inside of their house all the time. I, Basically. I, I think they just wanted to establish and find an excuse to bring in different characters, you know, then coming up with, you know, convoluted storylines to get people to visit them. They have this venue where a bunch of people pass through so they can have a bunch of different scenarios. Including some famous humans, which I thought was funny. Cue the celebrity cameos. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This was a fun one, or at least once. Because, yeah. Because the nightclub itself, you do expect it to be a big thing. But I was glad that it wasn't a giant like thing as after, what, the third episode? Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was perfectly fine with that because I was worried I would, you know, I, it would only focus on that and we wouldn't really get to get any other weird hijinks outside of it but we got way more than i expected yeah i mean dandor's wedding and his you know search for his true mate uh that that goes on longer than i anticipated there's an the episode genie. that's just about getting baby the, the genie. genie goes on for the, the like whole a genie subplot. <laughs> it, it it's very funny but it does kind of run out of steam. And I'm like, haven't we resolved this already? Baby Colin Robinson is going to go to an exclusive private school, which I thought was one of the best episodes. <laughs> but then, you know, it kind of goes nowhere. You know, it's like, oh, we just put it's him in sports. like, you know, we just signed him up for various <laughs> sports teams. And it's like, it, it, it's, it's this, as much as I've loved this show, it's always been episodic. It's always been funny. This season is no exception. But I kind of felt like this was the season where maybe they had more episodes than they did good ideas. Hmm. Like, like this could have been a stronger, shorter season. Maybe. I, I could see that. I think it picked up on episode, like, four. Like, the Night Market episode. Like that's I probably- Yes, I love the Night Market The Night Market episode, episode is great. Uh, I love Hellboy 2, so I'm like, oh, it's like the Troll Market. All right, <laughs> cool, cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, the Night Market, it really kind of picks up. But it does have a bit of a slow start. Um, I really liked that pretty much every character had some sort of, like, growth or character development, except for Nandor. Mm-hmm. Nandor's still Nandor, an idiot. What the fuck yeah. you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, still an idiot. Like, I wouldn't have it any different, though, to be honest. <laughs> still an idiot. I mean, how many times can we have Guillermo realize that being a familiar sucks and then just go back to being a familiar? Yeah. Well, no, now he's the bodyguard. Yeah. He went, he went from being a doormat 
to a bodyguard. And a doormat. Yeah. And then also, well, <laughs> he's not as much of a doormat. Now he's more an enabler. <laughs> like, he's kind of raised in the ranks a bit. He's just as part of their insane ideas now, too. Yes. He, he gave up trying to tell them what not to do because now he has now he has something going on that he has one above them and none of them ever bother checking in on because they don't do math <laughs> yeah the van helsing subplot kind of goes in and out yeah. whenever guillermo needs to be a van helsing it comes up and then they kind of forget about it <laughs> uh, i do love the fact that he's used his newfound independence to go all right i'll help you run this terrible idea of a nightclub but I'm going to be the accountant. I'm getting and mine. one of the great running gags is that they're constantly complaining about how the nightclub isn't bringing in enough money. And we find out that Guillermo and Nadia are both in But like separately. Yeah, so they don't know each other. Yes, yeah, separately. Yeah. No idea that the other one's doing it. And so it's like you, two of your smarter characters are actually too dumb enough to know what the other one is doing. <laughs> well, my favorite thing is it's, it's blatant. It's not like... It's not like it's not the like the one percentage off of something. They're literally taking gigantic fucking All chunks of it, out like of it, handfuls of cash, yeah. <laughs> and it just becomes this whole funny thing because at that point, Guillermo doesn't give a fuck what's going on with them for the most part, other than don't like reveal us, and I don't. Other than that, I don't really care because there's a great episode involving a house flipping episode that happens later on where he's just like just. Like going, no, stop, like, stop. We gotta, don't, don't reveal too much <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, we don't want to have to permit this. No, really, we don't want people looking into this property yes. much. But, you know, that's such a disposable episode, even though it's fun. But I give them credit for like taking an entire episode to just be a pitch perfect parody of a home flipping style TV show yes. down to, you know, the dramatic reveals. Oh, no. and- I can I can imagine watching that in a doctor's office. That was absolutely what was happening. <laughs> it's the dramatic like lines that get read. And then when it cuts back, it means nothing. <laughs> like that's that's what that's what made me be like, this is perfect. Because there's a point where not where um, Laszlo says something. And you're like, that's not our house. And you expect it to be like, oh, it's this beautiful thing. And it cuts like, no, you're not even looking in the direction. <laughs> <laughs> Need you to turn turn around. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. Okay. And, and it was just it's just so perfect. I, I, I was in a hospital room not that long ago just staring at and watching one of those things. And I was like, this is nonsense. And so when I watched the house flipping episode like a month later i'm like oh my god that thing is perfect <laughs> yeah oh no it's it's an absolute perfect recreation of these awful house flipping shows and what's weird is that's again it just feels very typical of this season in that they spent obviously they spent some money making these new sets going like look at what the house looks like now and then by the end everything returns to the status <laughs> quo it's just the old crappy house that we've always yeah. known it seems like every time they try to move the narrative or the themes of the, the show further, they just kind of go, eh, now let's just go back to what we've already done. And it, it, it kind of killed a lot of the uh, forward momentum of the series for me. Hmm. I think they were trying to shoe in a lot of cameos is, is what it was. But they really did have a, a really good storyline about Laszlo trying to raise baby Colin Robinson. You know, it's just it was the sweetest but stupidest <laughs> dad situation. You know what I mean? Like he was trying so hard with this kid and it's just, it's endearing. And that kept me watching. Absolutely. 
Well, his version of trying so hard was the funniest part because there's that sequence where he's like, we're going to go rob this museum. <laughs> and I'm going to teach you how to rob a museum. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck is happening? And, yes. and, you're, and you're Laszlo's surprised it didn't work out that he didn't avoid the lasers that he told him to avoid. <laughs> It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, don't you want to go break into the zoo and look at the baby rhinos again? <laughs> and there was some real, like, tenderness there that they were playing with. And I and I, I like that. I know it sounds like I'm complaining about this season constantly. But I, I did have a really good time with it. It's impossible not to laugh when your ensemble's so great. But I think the single most clever idea what we do in the shadows has ever done was the introduction of the energy vampire. I mean, we're never going to meet a real-life immortal blood-sucking vampire who can turn into a bat, but we have all met guys like Colin Robinson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark Brooks is so hilarious in that role, and I'm sure at the end of season three, when they're like, it's his head on a baby's body, that's going to be hilarious. And then they started writing season four and started realizing... Oh shit! Every time he appears, that's a visual is, effect. It is. That costs money. <laughs> you know, the, the cheapest character who doesn't have fangs or a fancy costume is just a guy who looks like he works in a cubicle. Is suddenly like the biggest line item every episode. <laughs> and I felt like they had to keep finding ways to kind of push him out of the scene or keep him in the background. Even the whole episode about you know interviewing for the exclusive private school, which is ostensibly all about Colin Robinson. He's barely in it. It's a bottle episode and it's hilarious, but I, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm really glad that season four introduces a way to make him a more active character Mm -hmm. again, because the lack of Mark Proch as Colin Robinson, I, I really started to feel that in the back half. Well, I, I want to talk about Bon Jovi. I think that's really important to the season <laughs> that John Bon Jovi came back. No, um, the Pine Barrens. I really love love that episode in that, again, we take it away from the house. Anytime we go away from the house is, is really great. You know what I mean? Like, because we, we're the house is so established. So these kind of new see these new locations is, are great. Yeah, I don't know much about the Jersey Devil, but. Apparently, it's a thing. So there we go. <laughs> well, it's it's the use of Sean that always that like they they use Sean a little more in the season. I for some reason I love the fact that Laszlo's best friend is a cra- is like a weird <laughs> fucking Jersey fucking guy who's really into Ocean's Twelve <laughs> and and who I has can't... like no financial sense at all yeah there's no idea what's going on half the time like there's that great sequence in that uh, that pine Barren episode where he he falls asleep with the gun barrel like right in his face (laughs) (laughs) and you're just like oh my god and like and and then there's that great sequence in that episode about the um the private school where he's just like sean went to private school look at the man he is now and he's like wearing sweatpants (laughs) and this cap and doesn't know how to spell kind of thing you're just like what the fuck is going on and me and my dad we, we worked things out and it was like fist fight <laughs> yeah we got into a fight and everything was good after worked that it out. <laughs> the thing about the season is that it isn't it is it does go back more into the episodic thing than the last season because the last season had much more connecting tissue i felt throughout it and it, it for some people it hurt the season for some people it really worked for the season for me it kind of hurt it only because it was harder to like really grasp onto some of the episodes the way I would I would have liked to which is why I like this season a lot better than I liked uh, season 3 even though it starts off a little slower than season 3 did 
But I, a lot of that comes down to the fact that it's obvious not everybody could be in the same room early on mm-hmm. because of uh, COVID. Because there's some, without spoiling anything 100%, there's some moments where Laszlo and, and Nadia are in a room and it's just a giant fucking green screen behind them. <laughs> and it's not even like, the lighting's not even fixed in a way to make it seem like they're in the room. It's just super fucking obvious that no one's in that fucking room with them. Really? I don't even notice. Tessa, let's hear a little bit more from you before we go into final thoughts. Wait, what? It says we haven't heard anything on your end. <laughs> I know you're processing with your intestines. Oh, but, yeah. You know, jump in there. I did the one chip challenge for anyone that doesn't know. I'm I'm working through some things. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be real fun i'm kind of wondering can i get turned into a vampire now so i don't ever have to poop again yeah that'd be great yeah but you might feel that pain for eternity oh. doesn't that mean though that the chip stays inside though it's like deadpool with his cancer oh, it just no. stays forever oh, fuck <laughs> um so if if any if y'all were uh any uh what we do in the shadows character who would you be probably nandor i'm not gonna lie laszlo <laughs> nandor? easy Laszlo, <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn it, I would be. I would kill to be Nadia. But. Same. I mean, somebody did have to. You know, they did have to kill in order for her to become Nadia. Yeah, her. Fair. Okay, no, I'll be the doll. The doll. <laughs> the Nadia. The doll. Oh, I'd be Christian Shaw, the guide, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's okay, great. I'll be Nadia. You can be Christian Shaw, the guide. Yeah. I I do love that they've made her a series regular. Yeah, me this too. Because she's, she's just hilarious. Appears a lot more. I'm just here to support oh, a- my friends. That's like what she does. She's just like, uh, I guess you guys could take over my library and turn it to a nightclub. <laughs> but first she's like, no. And she's like, mm, okay, I She guess. has one of the best moments in the entire series where Laszlo is hypnotizing her. Mm-hmm. And that entire sequence is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. <laughs> well, we're going to hypnotize the audience so that any spoilers we talk about, they won't <laughs> remember. Not know any spoilers. But before we get to that part, you will not remember the fact that I spoiled the ending of season four. Although, let's be honest, if you're listening to us, you've probably already watched the season. That's but fair. we should get into our final thoughts. Spider Mike, would you do us the honors, please? I, I really like the season a lot. Its it start was a little slow, um, but it was still I still had fun throughout those three episodes. Like I mentioned, that um, hypnotizing episode, I think, is like the second the second episode, actually. Uh, with that and the gin, I really like the gin's introduction really early on, and the fact that like Nan- Nandor didn't summon him purely because he didn't fucking try the other way to, st- to fucking rub the lamp, which was really funny. And then yeah, as it progressed, there was a lot. The actual character growth was more on on Guillermo's end in some ways, and the same with even some of Laszlo's stuck. I felt. Um, Nadja, her entire nightclub thing was probably my least favorite thing going on, only because I didn't feel like it 100% was, w- w- did what I was hoping it would with it. Um, but other than that, I think if you like What We Did in the Shadows, this is a great return to form, especially if you didn't, especially if you're very lukewarm on season three, because I know a lot of my friends, as well as a few other people in my family were about it, because... I can name a lot of what happened in this season more than I could last season. Like last season, the one I remember the most involved them going to the casino. And other than that, there wasn't nearly as much in that season that I could be like, you should totally just watch this one and then you'll get it. Where this one, there's plenty of them that I can point at. The Pine Barrens, Go Flip Yourself, Private School, even the wedding one is amazing. That one's full of great returns of characters. There was a great use of a lot of these weird show tunes, which I was not expecting either, <laughs> which uh, with <laughs> little baby Colin Robinson, 
But yeah, as soon as it's done, you're just going to go back to a way that you're going to be, where is this going to go next? And it gives a great little reveal. I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a great little moment that you wonder, is this going to actually pay off or is something stupid going to happen? <laughs> I would have to give it 8 out of 10 shirts that were used for bartering. Harmony, what's your review? Yeah, um, I I really enjoyed this. I I like the show a lot it's the movie's great i've watched you know all the seasons of the show now and i'm i'm generally not disappointed with an episode or anything like that so i find myself um just really like looking forward to watching them when i do um i didn't watch them every week so i kind of waited for a few of them to like already come out and then i would watch them and i wait for a few more to come out and then watch them so maybe it wouldn't it wasn't as difficult to get through those first you know couple where it's kind of slow but i i didn't feel like that it was too slow or anything i felt like it was a great season and i the only problem i have is nandor's character because it seems like they had all this kind of built up for him to like on finding love and getting married and living a married life and all that stuff but it always kind of felt like he was just phoning it in to me i don't know if it's just the way i was reacting to it i don't know but it, it just didn't feel real at all <laughs> like his his need for companionship like th- there was like one episode i think last season where it was like he was a very lonely vampire and i and i believe that and i didn't believe it at all this season um which is kind of a a bummer but you know i still love the show i love nandor he's hot you know <laughs> that's, that's great um I love all these characters. They're they're a lot of fun to watch and I highly recommend it to anybody who watched the other seasons. Like if you if you if you gotten this far, just keep watching, you know. I love Laszlo in this whole season. He was he has such a great character art. So much highs and lows that kind of come with like parenting from what I understand. I'm not a parent, but whatever. Um but <laughs> you know, working with kids and especially a a kid who's has the head of Colin Robinson cannot be easy. <laughs> So I'm, I really, I really enjoyed that part of it. Uh, so I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this uh, eight out of 10 broken blood sprinklers. Cause I just love that concept <laughs> and that it kept not working. Thank you, Harmony. Tessa, what are your final thoughts, please? Oh gosh. Um, I definitely uh, want to echo what y'all have said already. Um, also, I'm just super jazzed that we have gotten four seasons of a vampire TV series that isn't serious or sexy at all <laughs> like i'm i take that uh, laszlo would disagree I, he is <laughs> nandor is is pretty adorable um would climb uh 10 out of 10 um but uh yeah i i'm just very stoked that we get to have a vampire series that's kind of fun and doofy and not you know super serious i mean buffy definitely had comedy and humor and stuff but it at the end of the day it was like a super serious like i'm in love with a vampire whatever um it was like an adventure type show. yes yes it was an adventure type show but after you know all the really bad like vampire diaries and twilight and fucking true blood and all this that and the other i was just like ah this is refreshing let's just lean into the stupid just wholeheartedly and not just be like oh there's fairies i'm like what (laughs) anyways um (laughs) so yeah i'm i'm very stoked that they're able to turn uh a, a movie into a series and recast it with some amazing uh actors and also 
again, introducing us to the energy vampire, which is a thing that I had seen discussed on documentaries about humans that are like, I'm a vampire. I'm an energy vampire. I'm like, yes, I know. I've worked with you. <laughs> but anyways, uh, this season is great. I enjoyed it very much so. The Go Flip Yourself uh, was amazing. The Pine Barrens was fun. Um, the Freddy episode. Like, shit, we didn't even touch on the Freddy, Freddy episode. That was no. fucked up. It was one of those fucked Nan- up things oh, ever. Yeah, like Nandor... Mm, Someone needs to slap that boy. Anyways, I'm going to give uh, this uh, 8.5 out of 10 quickies in the closet with Doug Jones as a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how unsexy the show is, is that there's a lot of moments where people are just like, we're going to go fuck. Like, there's a moment in the first episode where Laszlo and Nadja <laughs> just fucking go at it on the couch mm-hmm. in front of everybody. And you're like, this is the most unsexy thing I've ever watched in my life. Yes. But it's so fucking funny the entire time. <laughs> to piggyback off of what Tessa said, it's great to have a show about vampires that doesn't take itself seriously, that is just having a lot of fun with the concept. Who knew that a single New Zealand mockumentary about a bunch of vampire roommates would become an entire uh, little franchise of its own? And it's delightful to have these characters come back time and time again. I just feel like this is the season where I kind of felt that some of the enthusiasm was starting to wane and maybe it's time for these actors to move on. It's already been greenlit for a season five. Hell yeah. Beyond that, who knows where else it goes? Because I, I do think at, we've reached a point in the character development where characters need to start doing new things in order to move on. They kind of felt like they were treading water with making advances, but then just sort of doubling back and becoming morons again. Nandor in particular... His storyline actually gets a little creepy and disturbing. After a while, you're like, damn, Nandor, you are really fucking with people here. And that kind of makes you less of a likable, lovable doofus than you were previously, considering how that plays out. But for all of my complaints about the season, I still laughed every episode. And I think the final episode really kind of tied it all up together really well. I just wish that they either had more story to spread across the season or it might have been a, a stronger choice to have had less episodes where the material could really shine. You know, the blood felt a little watered down this season for me. Uh, but I still had a good time, so I'm going to give this 7.5 out of 10 junky unionized rapes. <laughs> because, you know, someone's got to work those blood sprinklers. Speaking of blood sprinklers, everybody say a little prayer for Tessa. I hope that one chip challenge is easier going out than in. Oh, God. <laughs> you, you, you're a braver woman than I. I looked into that. I was like, nope, not for me. I don't have the guts for that. But I'm bummed. Hey, oh. 